fellow survivors, welcome back. It is Raccoon City Radio, and I am Alex O'Neill, one of your many, many, many hosts. Just the two of us, actually. Just two hosts. Uh, join alongside my co-hosts, my, lo- my lovely, wonderful friend for this final rendition of uh, the recap of Resident Evil 3, Andrew Taylor. Hi, Andrew. Hello. How are you? Welcome. I'm good. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, weird weeks. Uh, just apologies weird. for the delay. Just you know, weird. Life is weird right now. Yeah. Um, and and while this may be the last episode of uh, our recap of Resident Evil 3 for Raccoon City Radio, hel- hello, welcome to Raccoon City Radio Resident Evil Podcast, hosted by RationalPatch.com and Alex Henry and Andrew Taylor. Um, <laughs> it may be the last recap, but it, I, it will not be the last episode of Season 2, not yet, at least. Uh, and uh, and hopefully we'll we'll have a couple more or at least one more in the pipeline with some guests. But welcome today, yeah. Andrew and I. Hopefully, uh, Andrew and I are sitting down. We're going to be talking about the last section of Resident Evil Three Remake, uh, which is the underground and the lab. Of course, yeah. there's a lab. You thought there wouldn't be a lab? Yeah. No. You thought wrong. You thought wrong. You <laughs> this thought is wrong. a Resident Evil game. Yeah. Um, and then also at the end, I want to talk a little bit about just our feelings on the game overall. Yeah. Um, now, now that we've kind of talked through it. Um, so, Andrew, this week, I actually went and sat down, put Resident Evil 3 on easy, played through the whole thing again. Wow. One sitting. You've yeah. played it more than I have. Yeah, I played it again. Just a second full playthrough, one wow. sitting. Um, took me three hours and 50 minutes, which was actually way longer than I thought it would be, skipping all the cutscenes. Oh, you um, skipped all the... Okay. Yeah, I was just like, I just want to play it again. I, I want to go through it again. <clears throat> um, just to re-familiarize myself for this last episode. Uh, interesting, playing it on beginner mode, beginner difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously very easy. Um, I was using the recovery coin, uh, which is one of those items you can unlock after you've beaten the game. Uh, very cool. Uh, did not have to use healing items at all. Had you know, you get two extra pouches of inventory slots on mm-hmm. beginner mode. I was just loaded up, and uh, yeah, it was fun. It's cool because when you fight Nemesis uh, in certain instances where you can like get him to drop items, he drops less items on easy mode, mm. um, which is an interesting way to balance it. And it makes me curious of like, oh, maybe he drops like dope exclusive weapon upgrades on. Yeah, hardcore mode, um, which would make sense. Yeah, um, but I thought that was cool. I just wanted to share that tidbit. I should play it again. I probably would stream it if anything. I would. I would recommend it, man. It was honestly just uh, playing on easy or like you know with your new game plus items and stuff. It was just a fun jaunt. Yeah, I just had a good time playing through. Um, yeah, and it made me want to go. And play on hardcore and, and maybe try and get more uh, like ranks and stuff because I still only got a B rank on uh, that uh, that playthrough. So, yeah, because I took too long. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of speed. that you get It is a lot. I'm curious if uh, like those post game items that you can buy. I'm curious if they affect like trophies. You have to didn't assume s- didn't seem like it. Really? OK. There was no option to turn it off, which was curious. But I, I imagine, yeah, no, I was gonna say I imagine if you hit new game, but no, if you hit new game, they were just because like I've seen someone 
post a picture of like their playthrough and it was like S plus rank on like nightmare mode. And I'm like, what the, how? <laughs> but I, I know for me as someone who's like, I'm never going to be good enough to get a, a normal S rank on hardcore. It's cool that I can like play through 12 playthroughs of easy mode, buy all these dope items and then get that. Um, mm. I'm okay with that personally mm-hmm. because I can also just not use them. I can also have an authentic playthrough of, of hardcore if I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Anyway, a little side note here. Um, uh, so let's talk about the, the last section of the game. Um, yes. Uh, this is, so we're picking up pretty much right where Jill leaves the hospital. It was interesting going back through a second time just because I knew where everything was. I guess you can just skip the hospital as Jill. You can just go right to the next area. Can you really? Okay. Yeah. Um, but obviously there's a lot of useful items with with her and, and kind of like reacquainting yourself. But yeah, nothing stops you from going right to the underground elevator. Um, huh. okay. it's not, pa- there's no power that you have to turn back on. You know, it's just items that you go up and to get. But again, if you don't go through the hospital as Jill, you don't get the Magnum. So, and that is a game changer. Yeah. One that shot, thing, one kill, baby. That thing is super nice. Yeah. Aim for the head though. Aim for the head. <laughs> the, the, the regenerators, man, which, which starts showing up in nest lab two. Yeah. Um they uh they really pretty much demand a magnum otherwise they're not fun to fight. Yeah. And I really didn't think they were that scary. No, they're spooky looking. Yeah, they're um, just fucked up looking. Really. But there's uh there's like regenerator enemies in Resident Evil 4. Way yeah. Why well, I've been I've been I know of the stories, the tales. Um it's, yeah. Those those enemies are cool to fight just cuz like you have to use infrared vision to see like weak points on them. So Oh, that is cool. Um, but you can kind of like blind shoot them if you do shoot them regularly. Yeah. Uh, it's just really risky. So, um, what did you think about the underground before we kind of get into the lab? Um, this kind of set of, of puzzles and contraptions and elevators that you have to readjust to get uh, through. Yeah. Well, first off, funny that they just call it nest too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. We couldn't find a cooler name for this one, so it's just Nest 2. Yeah. One of the thoughts... Okay, you're lazy. (laughs) (laughs) One of the thoughts I had playing this... Because, you know, I I love this game. Mm -hmm. uh, But I was like, in real life... This is such a sequel thing to, like, call a lab Nest 2. Because in real life, Umbrella would not have made two labs. (laughs) Oh, no, (laughs) no. There would absolutely only be one. And it would just be the nest or whatever. Maybe it would have a more inconspicuous name. Yes. Uh, than nest. Than where things breed. <laughs> um, nest 2. But uh, yeah, Nest 2 is so silly. It's so movie, like action movie, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a, definitely intentional. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, such a thing Die Hard 2 would do, you know? Yeah. Like, Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Like, that's literally what that fucking movie is called. Yes. <laughs> Fine. It's uh, a fine film, but come on, let's think film. of something better here instead of go, Die Harder. You know, yeah, same with go, Nest too. It's like let's think of something a little bit more like intimidating. I don't know, like Nest fucking, Two. This time it's personal. Yeah, I don't know. Just not <laughs> Nest Two. Like goddamn. Like, yeah, it's weird, but it's yeah. fun. You know, it, it it all contributes to that that fun tone or that, yeah. that fun undertone. I should it's say it's not a. It's not a deal breaker for me. 
it's just no, a no, fucking uh, name. But yeah. other than that, like the whole lab itself is like the whole puzzle thing where Nikolai is like watching you is kind of dumb. Um, weird. Also, why it's is he weird. Me? It's like, why are you watching me? But like, also, this is kind of just an obstacle that I have to get through to like get to the next point, which is where you go up to the control room where he's watching you from. So it's like, okay, uh, that took like that takes like fifteen twenty minutes to figure out, or maybe I just was an idiot and it took extra long for me. Probably that latter half. It uh, took a while for me. <laughs> I like went back, you know, because eventually you kind of get around to like loop around to the room that you start in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I like had to go through again twice. I kept missing the elevator that I needed to get on. So, yeah, I mean, it all looks the same. So that's kind of the confusing yeah. part where it's like, oh, I'm just I don't really it like it just looks the same. Yeah. Where do <laughs> so, I go from here? That's yeah, different. it's confusing at some parts. I mean, there's a lot of video games that'll do that, too. There's some good moments in the in the storage area, though. Like, there's a moment where you're kind of going into these, these like, vaults and zombies are coming out, and then one opens, and it's a like gamma the, yeah. comes out, and it's, like, super scary because you haven't seen them for a little bit, but then you, like, have thousands of fire grenade bullets. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I fired one of those right into his mouth. And he was yeah, you, just, you kill him instantly, but it's still yeah. scary. Yeah, the one, with, the one that was just filled with zombies was actually pretty cool. Cause like mm. that, I've seen that in like a stupid movie, or you know, it just the seal breaks and it's like tick, 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 and then it, like the door blows off and yeah, they just they start, start walking out. out. I'm like yeah. fuckers, you know. <laughs> but I do know it's like a Rick and Morty I know, episode. I, know, kind I know this movie very well. Yeah, I've seen the same movie a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. But I Shaun just, of the Dead, great film. Yeah, uh, that's a great zombie movie. Yes, um, it is. But yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, other it's than cool. that, it, it was fine. Like the area itself was fine. It was just very. I wanted it to be bigger, you know. Yeah, that's that's and that's that's like a, these that's last a, these last series are really small. Yeah, that's the criticism I keep seeing on Twitter. I follow like a very specific like Resident Evil fan account on on Twitter. It won't be named, but a lot of people on there. No heat. Yeah, no heat. I don't want none of that smoke. But um. A lot of people on there have their their main criticism is that uh like Jill should have been the one that goes back to the RPD because that's what happened in the game. Uh no. oh they they should have had or the original game, sorry. They should have had uh the whole clock tower section be a thing in like it was in the original game, like that was its own portion of the game too. Yeah. And you fight like giant spiders up in the clock tower. Um which I don't know if that would have held up at all i know we get giant lizards and stuff like that and like obviously yeah. you know we fought a, a giant crocodile in the last game uh but i mean like i i guess i don't really understand those criticisms but i think that i kind of agree with some of the criticisms on this last portion of the game where it's like this could have been so much more interesting Resident Evil always has trouble i feel like with the last section of the game yeah like let's if we if we go through them right Resident Evil 1, I assume it's a lab. I don't actually know. Uh, yes. Resident, Resident Evil 2, is. I think, has a good final section. I think the lab in RE2 is actually pretty dope. We talked it, about it. It is actually... That's great, yeah. It's, it, the thing is, it, you, you get to spend a good amount of time in there, and I think that's what makes the difference for RE2. Uh, 
Um, and obviously, like, the, the puzzle, the dumb sludge, green sludge puzzle, but that aside. Yeah. The enemies are, are cool. The, the plant guys that'll, like, auto-kill you if you're not ready for them. Um, well, because, like, the, there's the lab itself, right? And then there's, mm-hmm. like, this huge big cylinder room yeah. that kind of looks like something out of Halo or whatever other It's movie. got such a look to it, yeah. Yeah, but then, like, that splits off into two other different sections that are kind of unique in their own way. Yeah. Whereas this is like this is just super generic, and it's like okay, like, this is boring. Yeah. And Mister X shows up with Leon, and it's dope. Um, yeah. Uh, so that I think the lab in RE two is good. RE three, you know, we're talking about now, a little short. RE four, the last section of that game is bad. So um, <laughs> the islands uh, where you're fighting zombies with guns, uh, which is not good. I think RE five. What was it's it? Also, it was Wesker, that's, right? was, that's the air carrier, the, the giant yeah. airplane, uh, which I actually think is okay. Um, yeah. It's like, you could argue the whole back half of Resident Evil 5 is not as good as the front half. Oh, um, yeah. No, I don't think so. Um, it's way more fun when it's kind of like street level and, and in the daylight and all that. And the mines and yeah. like There's a lot of problems with RE5. RE6. <laughs> a lot of problems. That's all bad. There's there's four distinct. <laughs> yeah, separate that's what I was gonna sections. say. I was like, choose your ending. Like, which yeah. one? Which one do you want to talk about? Like, they're all bad. <laughs> yeah. so, I haven't even played two the game. of them. I think in, yeah. end in a lab. Actually, they all end in the same place. I think all the characters come together. Um, but no, no, thank it's you. It's like an Avengers moment, but it's like not earned. <laughs> but RE Seven also has the mines, which are the worst part of that game. Um, because that's where it like basically becomes an action game. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think this is a pretty consistent struggle for the game is, is like, how do we build your power level in regards to the enemy power levels and introduce new enemy types, mm-hmm. um, and, and still have zombies be scary this deep into any of our games yeah. when you're like a small armory. Um, and I, I think that like, I don't know if there's an answer to that. I, I think it, off the, off the top of my head, I would say like. RE games where maybe you have a certain inventory at certain sections of the game where like, you don't have a necessary all of your guns throughout the whole game like you lose them based on context or you have to give them up but and I guess RE4 kind of answers that because you can only have so many things on you at once mm-hmm. um, but yeah I don't know I, I don't know why make, I, you could have made this section longer you could have introduced more enemies or, or, or had more backtracking but I, I don't know if it would have made this better you know yeah it's more complicated than that yeah i if it's if it's something that's just gonna happen in every game like i mean it's just oh they're just doing the resident evil thing and i guess i'm okay with it but um i really hope resident evil 8 like because you know they've remade two they remade three they did seven which was return to form so they've had like a lot of time to return to form and figure out the kind of original spice, you know, 1100 sugars and spices of Resident Evil yeah. uh, and, and kind of get that recipe and that foundation ready. I, I think now is the time when they make something new to like really build on, on the past and, and maybe get away from the past in, in some regards. So, yeah, they might get it next time. I, I think there's a chance. But I think you and I both know if at the end of Resident Evil 8, we walk into a fucking underground laboratory, we're both going to be like... All right, this probably isn't gonna be that great, but you know, whatever. The, yeah. Hopefully, everything before it is great. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, who knows what eight's even going to shape up to be? Because, like, you know, we've had all those reports that we've already talked about that we don't need to go into anymore. So it could be something completely different than what we're kind of used to at this point. But, I mean, for this game, it makes sense. It is what it is. It it should just honestly be the same lab that Leon and Claire were in, but just a different portion. Yeah. But then if I think of that, didn't that lab, like, collapse or something like that? Yeah, but you, like, you when when you think about like remember the control room that Leon was in or Claire was in, I guess either or where they talked to each other over the camera, like that you went there when you went down an elevator into a whole other area that could have totally been where this lab is. Mm. So I think there's still potential. And remember like you're running on Leon's campaign, you're like running through hallways again from Nemesis or uh Mr. X. Like there it seems like there's a whole bunch of areas that maybe we never got to see that, that they could have incorporated this into. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about Nest 2, the sequel. This time it's personal. Um, How do you feel about <laughs> the, 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 the lab, the final lab section here? Wait, when did we, didn't we just finish that, though? We, we, we talked about the underground with all oh. the elevators and all that. I mean, I mean, like, going through the lab, the yeah. regenerators. Not not hugely different, yeah. but, like, you know. Sorry, you to, I thought it was all just the same. Really, yeah, that's kind of what I, you know. Associated yeah, for, with. Fair enough. Then I'll, I'll say like, uh, you know, I, I it, the only part of this se- like section that I really didn't like because it, it's it, it's small, but I think it's smartly laid out of like you kind of you get to the, the the concoction machine and then you have to go kind of two ways. You have to go up these stairs to get one half of the the cure and then down these stairs down a few hallways to get another half. Yeah. The only and I like that. And, and it, I actually kinda, did like that part. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought that was cool. Again, like you have enough to do, and and at that point, because like the the narrative tension has risen so much, and and like you have a time bomb basically on its way, because there's I an pre- alarm going off, right? Yeah, it's alarm going off. Everyone's dead. It feels like things just broke bad, like maybe a couple hours before you get there too, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe like this is the lab where they were like making the super crazy weapons, but also this is where they had the cure if they needed it. So mm-hmm. it seems like maybe these guys were there still even after RE2 had ended and we're like scrambling to figure things out and then every all the creatures broke out everything went bad mm-hmm. um when probably when they were trying to like burn everything <laughs> when the government said hey we're going to bomb the city um so I like that I like that that kind of feeling that you're just coming coming into it when everything went to shit mm-hmm. um but the only part that I didn't like was uh you you go into a room and you go up an elevator and then you come back down. It's like the room with all the pods with all the uh, the gamma. What do they call the gamma hunters? That's right. We've still never like fully yeah talked put about a the, pin in that yeah yeah the the gamma hunters which are, are nightmares. Um, I don't like that they have an auto kill. If it was just like um, if you were low health, it auto killed you. But it just auto kills you. That you know they're like charge and jump strike. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes, I have. It's, it's oh, I've gotten fun. my my throat slit by those guys a couple times. And it's just such a like it's just the throat slit, so it's very subtle, you know, very like monster samurai. You know what I mean? Um, but there's a room where you go through a hallway and they, they the doors lock, and then f- like four gamma hunters rip out of these pods, and you have to fight them. Yeah, I just don't like that part. Yeah, uh, I mean, I knew it was coming. Exactly. You walk in that room, and you're like, all right, these guys are going to break out. I was like, all right. So, this is, I walk in the room, I'm like, 
this is how this is going to play out. I'm going to walk down there. I'm going to get what I need to get. And then I'm going to come back and they're just going to break out. So I'm like, yep. fuck it. Like just power through that. Come back. I'm like, all right. Dink. And then like grenade launcher, grenade launcher, grenade launcher. And then I just like bounced out. Yeah. And it, it, <laughs> the, it in, in two ways, like, right. It's just lame design, I think. But also it, 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 it very predictable, t- very predictable. It takes, it kind of inhales the tension out of that, that room. Because you know exactly what's going to happen, and it's a little yeah. tense when they there's like two of them coming at you at once, twice in a row. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's like they give you so much time to prepare. Yeah, and 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 I think the game did a better job earlier on at kind of surprising you, right? Like Nemesis breaking through walls and stuff like that, like really kind of making it feel like you can't prepare for anything and that you mm-hmm. have to just kind of keep going. And this this section did not. Um, okay, but. Then you catch up with uh, Tyrell, and he... Well, this they have right before this, but Tyrell shows up, and he gets fucking god, dude. Man, like... <laughs> it, it's so weird. Okay, because let's put another, another disclaimer here. I know that this is the last episode of us recapping the game. Yeah. But... And we, we did not play the original game. We don't know. Yeah. But this man... Uh, the whole game I'm in, anticipating him to just turn on us. Yeah, totally. I'm like, when is he going to pull out a gun and be like, I can't let you do that? Or, you know, when, like, him and Nikolai were doing something together at the beginning of the game yeah. when, like, he was first introduced, and it's like, okay, he's he's fucking feeding him information. Like, there's no way, like, he's not a bad guy. Turns out, he's not a bad guy. Yeah, he's, he's just, just going to get his ass fucking clapped, and it's like, okay. <laughs> we barely knew you tyrell unfortunately yeah uh, turns out you were a good person uh maybe but maybe like, maybe but like he always showed up at like the weirdest times yes and it was like where have you been <laughs> where is tyrell's story are we gonna get a tyrell's yeah. story dlc i would love a tyrell dlc i would i would it. play the shit out of it me too man yeah yeah i because you're right because he's talking to nick he's suspect and oh, then sus as fuck like the second that yeah very beginning he, of the game when he when he wakes up jill in the hospital or when jill wakes up and she sees him he's like all right he's doing something on his fucking computer and then it, it was it was fine <laughs> yeah he was fine so, yeah, I don't know. And, and just it turns out he was trying to help Jill too. Like just gets someone that by he Nemesis. didn't even know. Yeah, he gets yeah. clapped by Nemesis. Yeah, dude, straight through the gut. Yeah. Man, that's like top three worst horror movie ways to go is like a monster arm through your whole torso. Like, uh, it happens so often. <laughs> yeah, like because like, like my whole, heart's like right, you know. Yeah, but I'm talking probably more like your stomach gut area because you got to think it's ripping your spinal column, right? So you're immediately your legs go numb. When that happens, Fuck. and then also your gut, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's fucked up. Yeah. And then also there's a hole in you, and all of your guts are out, and uh, also it hurts a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and also your tum your tum tum's gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just a whole. There's a checklist of things that are just going wrong at this moment. Yeah, it's just Tyrell, man. For I'm someone sorry. like Tyrell, where i assume he's the bad guy. i'm assume he's one of the bad guys but then yeah. for him to just get iced like that it's like okay so he wasn't a bad guy let's assume and yeah. it, it just he was in the wrong place at the wrong time yeah. there's all the rest of the game he was where he needed to be when he needed to be there 
But man, he was not supposed to be here, and he just got himself. Fucking <laughs> he should have left when yeah. fucking Carlos did, man. He should have gotten out of there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. It's. It's funny. I just thought it'd be worth mentioning Tyrell. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um. We addressed so, like his sickly look, right? Yeah. He. He looked kind of gross. Like he looked kind of like he was not feeling well at the end. Like I was trying to be very cautious about how I worded it last time that we talked about it, but like yeah. I. Capcom, you gotta learn how to like skin tones are a thing here. Like, yeah. please don't make you know African American people look like they're fucking dying. Like his skin was like all pale. I'm like, why? It's just like, it yeah, looks he, so he looked weird. like clammy. You know, he looked like he had like a yeah. f- the flu. Or so something. like, I assume like is this guy sick? Um, I thought he had the virus yeah. by the end of it, and that's why because he looked a little bit better earlier on in the yeah. game. I thought, and they did the same thing in Resident Evil Five. It's like, yeah, come oh, on. Well, Resident Evil 5 is a That's whole a other. whole... <laughs> That's all I mean, we've we've beaten the game. We, yeah. Yeah. They're the black, black people do not get the, the long end of the st- stick in RE5, unfortunately. Except for Joshua, for some reason. Yeah. Um. Uh, so Tyrell's fucking donezo. In the lab, we find those documents that kind of tell us what Nemesis is, right? We the, it's It's right at the end of the hospital where... I think uh no it's it's when uh you catch up to Nikolai right before Tyrell gets smoked. Yeah. Uh you find the the research where you find out that Nikolai's been maybe selling combat data which I didn't know was a thing. I didn't know combat data was such a thing. Uh yeah. it's it's apparently a big thing because Resident Evil uses it as a MacGuffin quite a bit. It's so funny to me that like a pharmaceutical company that's trying to like weaponize whatever monsters is that they're like it's like stop like just stop like you're not fooling anyone and and there's no way like i've always thought about this about movies where like let's say hydra okay like let's use hydra as an example like you got fucking red skull but he dies well actually no spoilers um it's warped but then, like, Hydra lives on, whatever, and then, you know, Captain America, Winter Soldier, I'm sorry, you should have seen this movie already, I'm going to spoil it right now. Turns out, basically, all of S.H.I.E.L.D. are bad guys. Half of S.H.I.E.L.D. But it's like, okay, half of S.H.I.E.L.D. But it's like, where, where is it, where are we going to put our foot down and say that this is wrong? There's no way that all of these people are, like, twirling their mustaches and being like oh man we're gonna weaponize all these monsters it's like get the fuck out of here there's like maybe two people in this whole company that actually want to do evil things you cannot tell me that all these employees that work for umbrella well actually this is a good point i literally just answered my own question carlos didn't even know it and he yeah, got carlos mad didn't he's know. like fuck you know i love that <laughs> yeah <laughs> shit uh, punch the water um there is a great uh collectible in this section, in the lab. Yeah. Uh, from a lab employee that's like, I don't like this. I want to leave. And then it's like another You're page right. where yeah. he's like, dude, they Brian was like talking shit about how we can't be doing this. This is morally wrong. And they fucking fed him to one of the monsters. Yeah, that, see, that's what I'm saying. That's fucked up. And, like, and, and he's like, I just got to keep my head down. I didn't. And it, I like it because he's like, I have a wife, I have a kid. We're trying They're to like move this, out or something like. They were trying to move away from now, yeah. and and I brought them into this, and I have to keep my head down and go along with this, or else they'll kill my family. I was like, okay, like I like this idea of like a lot of these lab attendants that are in it, just living in that fear. And then you got the kind of crazies like uh, okay. yeah. Doctor Bard that that wants to push science further, 
and that's why he's experimenting with this stuff. But keep in mind, like Bard was also trying to make a cure and trying to. Uh, he was the head of Nest too, so I guess he was probably fucked well, up. But and wasn't he the one scientist that was like, "Whoa, like we should not be." He, he was fucking the one around that, with parasites. Yeah, right? he was the one that said, "Fuck parasites." Yeah, uh, viruses can be controlled, but parasites can't, and and that's wrong. But <laughs> as we <laughs> clearly as we clearly know, as we know right now. <laughs> um, and and so like but i appreciate like you know you get some of that that perspective and and the, these people with like the varying perspectives within the the medical community yeah and on top of like these lab attendants that are literally being blackmailed with their families lives into this so, so. yes i i apologize to listeners for going on that little tirade right there but, but like, you're right I, there, there needs to be more of that there was yeah because i i literally forgot about that collectible until you just brought it up and so i just i like that I, I don't know. I guess I just don't like to look at a whole like you know we're not fucking Cobra or like Hydra like I'm you know everyone's a bad guy like that's just so it's too goofy to me. Mm-hmm. We're like I want that moral questioning of like the the people who are below like Wesker or whoever's Umbrella's always been like the shadowy organization that you never really know who's in charge, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but like I want that moral questioning of. Am I doing something wrong? And I, I do. That's 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 why I like the Carlos moment so much. In the yeah. last part that we talked about, it was like I should have trusted Joe, and she knew, and she trusted me still, and like he's upset about it, and like I want to see more of that out of the rest of these characters that are in this game. But I'm not going to see it because they're, I'm just going to find a note about it. Yeah, that's and like that's, I'm okay with it. Like, whatever. It, it's tough. Like when you want to tell a horror story, you know, and, and it, there has to be tension and there has to be spooky jump scares and all that. Like, and then you also want to have like these moral characters with with, with like reasoning and, and choices and stuff like that. It, I I understand it's tough to balance, but yeah, there, I I want to believe that there's more of a way to kind of keep that in the in the front foreground you know like like especially with let's say resident evil 8 if ethan is joining this new umbrella of like maybe there's some kind of moral reprehension there and and like kind of dealing with the choices that he's made to help them and 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 the good and bad that comes with it i think there's room to do that i just don't know if you can also do that and do like the classic fun resident evil gameplay that's also scary yeah i mean because that's like another thing is like over the course of this whole franchise, there's been organization after organization that's trying to either right the wrongs of the past that Umbrella like kind of fucked up for everyone else, or they're trying to do something even more fucked up than Umbrella did. And it's like, come on, like, yeah, there has the BSA, to be, for example, yeah, yeah, like let's have some sort of context for what's happening here and not just keep throwing organizations out of like this, you know, great or whatever but yeah i just i don't know i guess for me yeah i umbrella it's cool that we got that little collectible because i do remember it now in more detail as i as you like talk about it it's like okay that's cool like there is a moral questioning here from these employees that are like they know that they're doing something wrong yeah it, it we i want more it's cool though i do think they do a good job of giving you the vibe of the people that are kind of Ha- by happenstance affected by it you know like the 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 gammas and the sewers and the guy that was like scared of the gammas or the guy at the the power plant that like got his fucking mouth fucked by one of those 
where spiders <laughs> face hunters. And he, yeah. he, he's like, Mom, my tummy doesn't feel good, Mom. I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, like you get those those kind of little collectibles, little notes and stuff. Uh, and and you, you definitely get a feeling from seeing the city in this game of like, oh, this is like catastrophically terrible for so many people. Um, so I, I think they're, they do a good job of, of like how people react to the consequences of Umbrella's actions. It's just that internal strife I want more of, you know? Now, kind of going off on this a little bit more. So Resident Evil 2, we had the Birkins, right? So we have William Birkin and then what was the wife's name? Shirley? I don't know. Sher- no, Sherry's a little girl, right? I said Shirley, but... Yeah, Sherry Birkin. Sherry's not a Birkin, right? Is she? Yeah, she is. That's their daughter. Oh, oh God, what's the wife's name? The doctor. The girl who looks like she's from Lost? Yeah. Um, fucking A. Resident... I'm sorry, listeners. Resident Evil 2. It's like a flower name, I think. John can edit this part. Uh, <laughs> no, leave it in, dude. I want them to know. You want them to know? Okay. I want them to know. So William Birkin is the he turns Annette. into G. Annette. Annette Birkin. That's why I wasn't thinking of it because it's, it's not, a very difficult name. It's a very yeah. Anyways, so I can't quite remember because I haven't played the game in like a year or less than a year, but at least the the full story. Is she trying to? Because her and William are. Well, William is technically the reason this is all happening. Yeah. But is she trying to right the wrongs? I I really honestly don't remember that whole part where she's like, "Oh yeah, what we did was like pretty fucked up," and like she, now the, I kind of have to. At the end, she is. Okay. Um, she's not. I don't. She's less interested. Like when Claire runs into her in the sewers, and 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 stuff, and and um, I now I can't. What's the girl's the little girl's name? Sherry. Sherry. Uh, and Sherry's like sick at that point, and then she kind of—that's when Annette kind of has the context for, oh, this is bad, and and my daughter's being affected by it. Uh, and then she sees William Birkin for what he has become because of the G virus, right? I think it's not until then. Really, she was so focused on like saving William Birkin, like saving yeah. her husband. And like yeah. trying to get Sherry back because Sherry's like mom's kind of fucked up. So yeah, it's not until she sees Birkin full monster form at the end. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think she really decides that she wants to make this better. Like that she has an obligation to. I think okay. before then she's kind of like selfishly trying to get through this, and then it's 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 oh one hundred percent. Yeah, it's definitely like, it's definitely not a must must that mustache twirling. Uh, character, but yeah. it's, she is very selfish and yeah, and and I you get the stuff. idea that both the Birkins are like those kind of like I don't know where to stop myself scientists, yeah, um, which is always a cool dynamic for any sort of sci-fi. Yeah, know. it's it's a real thing. Is is yeah. like the thing that I think we all get disconnected from is like those people exist. Some of them are on yeah. Twitter. Some of them people really don't like. You know, like yeah, they're very real. And and, and it's like an over enti- it's over it's like an over the top like interpretation of what we see. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe there is some really fucked up shit that people are working on, but True. um, but it it is I I do see what you're saying where it is like a re- representation of that. So. Yeah, and and you're right. Like all good sci-fi stories, I think yeah. come from that down to 2001: A Space Odyssey, yeah. and like 
it yeah. is always we push things too far yeah. and look where we've gotten. Yeah. Um, where so, were we? We went on a really weird tangent. That right was there, a really good like, conversation. I though. just wanted to talk about like the mor- morality and Resident Evil morality, is like yeah is such a f- great conversation to have. I think so. Yeah. So yeah, I just. I just it would just be too goofy to me if like the whole if all of Umbrella was like yeah this is we're fucking evil yeah, yeah totally. let, let's go but yeah I'm glad that there is some sort of struggle Effort. internal struggle there between a lot of people that actually work for them and we see it directly with Carlos and I enjoy yeah. that so and I think I think we'll get a lot more of that especially if Umbrella is going to kind of come back into the vernacular. Um, so we meet up with Tyrell, he gets smoked, we do a little bit more lab section, uh, and then Nemesis shows up, man. Still doggy, still doggo. <laughs> Dog Nemesis. Dog yeah. Nemesis. He's ugly. Uh, it's weird to think, like, there is a whole version of this game where he never changes into anything else, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Uh, it is weird, because it, it's just... I don't mind it, honestly. I, I've, it makes more sense for me that Nemesis becomes this beast that is unstoppable than it does for Birkin, honestly, to me, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, because Nemesis was made for a purpose, and, and it, it only knows that purpose, and it has to, has, it has to evolve to get better to do it. Um, yeah. So then we, we, get, we get two Nemesis fights here. We get the first one, uh, which is kind of like a truncated version of the Clock Tower fight. Um, where he's kind of swirling around oh, these tankards, yeah. and Carlos yeah. eventually will show up and spot him for you, uh, which is great. Very fun moment. Um, where he's going through these numbered tankers in a similar way to the, the clock tower fight. You have to kind of either knock him off the trail, um, or uh, when, now when he hits one of these tankers, they have these electrical things on them, and Carlos will call out the number tanker he's on, and you can shoot the two boxes on it to stun him and get damage done. Um, get that magnum out, y'all. Yeah. Do some headshots once he opens up that weird little chest bud. Whoa. Yeah. Just fucking it up. Yeah. Um, and then eventually that that pans out. I, I feel like that that fight is whatever. Um, that's probably the worst boss fight in the game, but it's fine. Like it's not bad. It's just like the least interesting one I think because it's tighter spaces compared to the clock tower one. We have a little bit of breathing room, uh, and then like zombies will also get dumped in. Uh, to kind of add to your stress level. Luckily, yeah. Nemesis will typically kill them all for you. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if you had any thoughts on this fight. Um, it's fine. It's more video game stuff. Like, it's very video gamey, and like, I'm okay with that. Like, especially with these games. Like, listen, like, I I might have maybe with like this particular game, I might have really said oh this is too video gamey or like this is video gamey like i've used that phrase a lot while playing this game but like it's still really enjoyable because i'm not playing resident evil to get like this oscar award-winning like you know game i i don't know i don't like games that win oscars but you know what i mean like i'm not playing nominated story i'm not playing this to to have like a God of War experience. I'm not playing this to have like an Uncharted 4 or like a Last of Us experience. Like I know what I'm getting with Resident Evil. So like these boss fights, while they are very predictable and also very video gamey, I'm like, okay, this is something that belongs here and like I'm okay with it. That's it fair. might be kind of boring in a sense 
or just very predictable because it's like I've done this before in like a game that came out 15 years ago. Um, but like then again, I I still have to go back to the fact that oh, this is a remake. I didn't play the original game, so there's a possibility that this was in the original game, something very similar to this. Um, and like I'm totally fine with it. But yeah, I mean the the fight itself is fine. It is you know it's cool to have Carlos there and. It's cool oh. to have a reason to use the pistol, you know? You have to kind of shoot these targets. It's not just about doing damage. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of Jill's arsenal is about just massive damage, so... Yeah. Um, but it fucked me up again. I did not bring my pistol in this fight, because I thought I wouldn't need it. And I Yikes. went and got it. I had to reload and get it, <laughs> so... Gotta get it. Um, then uh, the vats of acid get destroyed and, and Carlos dumps Nemesis into it. You escape. Nemesis comes back. Uh, you're trying to catch Nikolai because he took the, the cure that you made, the one cure that you have left, that if you possibly get to the U.S. government before they launch this missile, they might call off the missile strike. Yeah. Um, turns out to not be true. It's not going to work out in your favor. We'll get there. Um <laughs> But uh, then Nemesis shows up and he's like, I want to be the size of a room now. And he is. Woo, oh boy. Yeah, this is very, um, what's the guy from RE7? The, the, the Papa guy? Jack. Yeah, it's Jack like the Baker. Jack fight. Jack Baker giant monster fight. Yeah, it's like, come on, bro. Like, this is, up, I'm trying to think of a movie that this happens in. Yeah. Where it's like, just fucking die. Yeah, um, and it's literally what Jill says, and learn to take a fucking hint. Yeah, we're learning to take a fucking hint, and I'm like, honey, let's fucking go. <laughs> like, let's you know, like we get the railgun. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you need to know. Put and I like the railgun. Put just this like queen on a pedestal. Like, get her on a throne. Like, someone like get this queen on a pedestal. Step on me. Like, notice me. I don't know. Notice but, like, me, please, God. Yeah, but like it is, it is so over the top. And so just ass, not ass, I don't even know where I'm going with that. Balls to the wall, just over the top. And I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. This is so video gamey. I'm okay with it. It's like, great. It's, this is so video gamey. And it knows that it is that I am totally fine with it. And, and it, it commits to it fully. It, it embraces it in a very Resident Evil way. Is the oh, thing. Like, I think it, th- this is a meld of like the good over the top Resident Evil, where you're fighting this giant monster. Turn around, grab this giant railgun. You that's like hold, three times your size. Yeah, like tw- <laughs> twice the height of Jill, and it's inc- it's beautiful. It's an immaculate yeah. creation. And then you hold L two to get the reticle up, and it's the whole screen. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I'm just, and you're like, just like, oh, I can just hit R two, and it'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah, like I don't need to aim. There is no reason to aim. Like, let's just kill this fucking thing, and it's great. And like. You know, it does the whole thing where it overcharges, and then oh, I gotta go push the charges back in to like get it recharged. And, and then, he, again, you're you're yeah. shooting your regular pistol to take out these got globules on Nemesis just to stun him for a little bit, and then you can go push those. Yeah. It's it's a simple fight that has a good like back and forth yeah. um, that I think is fun, and you just do it twice and it's over, right? It doesn't overstay yeah. its welcome. Yeah, uh, yeah. Learn to take it's a fucking hint is a great. it's a favorite it's moment great. for sure. Oh, uh, just. And it like, just clears a pathway through him, and then you oh, walk. like it is, it has like separated the molecules of yeah. whatever he's made of, and it has just made this giant gaping hole 
directly like through him and it's and amazing. It in his mouth it's so good yeah oh oh fuck i forgot far, about that part <laughs> as far as like final video game weapons like the, this railgun is pretty oh, yeah. up there honestly but it's like and like i'm even okay with the fact that this thing is i cannot you know yeah, like, this isn't functional this is this this is the one moment i get to have with it and i'm fine with that and yeah this is how RE5 should have ended, is you shot Wesker yeah. with a real gun. Oh, uh, 100%. And, you know, like, you know, there are some games out there where you get, like, the god weapon. You know, like, Halo has, like, the turrets or, you know, like, the the rail guns in that game, too. Or, you know, where you can carry the actual gun and it's like, okay, I'm pretty overpowered now. But, like, I appreciate it that where it's like, oh, we're in this moment. Like, this is this is, like, the lead up to it. Like... This character, or Nemesis, has been... He hasn't been in the game as much as I would have expected him to be. Um, he was in a game enough for me. Because yes, me I didn't want to get fucking, you know, destroyed Wrecked. every time I turned around a corner or whatever. But this is great for the character Jill because it's like she has just had it. She's done. She's like, I. this is the second time I've had to deal with this zombie bullshit. And just fucking, like I said, shoves. I forgot that she shoves a railgun in the mouth too, in which is mouth, amazing. Dude. And like, like we said before, the molecules, whatever, just a big ass gaping hole and obliterated. It's great, like he, he, yes, he is dead. <laughs> uh, then you walk through him again. I love the burn marks <laughs> in the wall and the nemesis corpse. Just the cinders. The yeah. Like I said before, I said on the the conversation I had with Dual Shockers, I. I I I don't know the logistics quite yet. I I have money to spend in other places, but <laughs> when some funds free up, like oh boy, I'm gonna get myself like an art commission of just Jill just saying, "Learn to take a fucking hint," and like <laughs> it, she's just holding the railgun. Like the I don't even need to see Nemesis exploding like, out of it. Yeah, yeah. Like Nemesis doesn't even need to be in the commission. Yeah, it's picture. not about him. Yeah, it's about <laughs> this moment of her just the frustration and the release. <laughs> yeah, totally. So honestly, it, it like the the closest I can think of it is like the nemesis in the Resident Evil movie that that I've seen where it yeah. finally fucking dies. Yeah. Um, you walk through the corpse, you take an elevator up, um, you're home free except Nikolai is still a fucking asshole. Um, luckily Carlos is there to help. Uh, he holds Nikolai. You take a good shot at his shoulder, uh, but not until not not before he fucking shoots the last cure. <laughs> Because he's a fucking dick. Yeah. Uh, it just blows it apart, even though he didn't have to. Because, again, Nikolai sucks. Uh, but you leave him to his fate and fly away. Yeah. I like the I like that in the air, they see the missile pass also. <laughs> just this r- big missile shoots past, and then, yeah, the Wrecking City gets bombed to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. What a way to end a video game. Yeah. I mean... There's some exposition that Jill talks about, like, oh, I've been through so much and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Like, okay. This is. And we, get the, we get this last shot of her in a new apartment, um, living a better life, hopefully. Somewhere. Who knows where? Somewhere. Yeah. Um, do you think her and Carlos ever. They did know? it once. I don't think that they're compatible um, relationship wise, but I think, you know, after all that tension, I'd want to. I would want to get my shoulders loosened up. On Carlos? Yeah. I mean, hell yeah. I mean, I, I would have sex, of- to loose, sex with Carlos to loosen <laughs> my body if I was Jill. 
mean, Carlos is probably pretty tensed up. Yeah, I mean, like, I just dude found out that the company he's working for is shitty as fuck, and you know, I should have trusted this person, and and she's cool. Yeah, she's cool. And See like, what she did with that fucking railgun, dude. Like, yeah. holy shit. I mean, he wasn't yeah. there for it, but I'm sure he heard about it. And he was yeah, probably he probably like, heard about you know it from a friend. Yeah. Tyrell's yeah, corpse. Like, <laughs> we're just going to release the sexual frustration here. It's and then, like, Carlos thing. definitely has a thing for Jill. I don't think Jill has a thing yeah, for Yeah, I don't think Jill I think she thinks maybe he's cute. Um, and is yeah. like, all right, you know, you'll do. <laughs> yeah. And then moves on with her life, yeah. And then yeah. they never speak again. Yeah, Carlos is in no other video game. Yeah, rest in peace. Except for Resident Evil 8. Look out, everybody. Bringing yeah. everybody back. That'd be wild. Uh, so that's Resident Evil 3, man. Yeah. Uh, I think Evil it's a great, great video game. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've I'll, talked I'll say, about it to death. Oh, go ahead. I'll say narratively, for me, like I was genuinely surprised when Nikolai shot the cure. I didn't know... I didn't know if that got it out of there or not, um, but I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I was like actually taken aback at that moment. Yeah, because uh, again, I was on the ropes. I didn't know what was going on throughout the game. Yeah, I mean, um, even if he didn't, it probably already would have been too late at that point. I'm sure there would have been some yeah, but just other obstacle. the idea of that cure that could be re- reproduced out in the world—a cure to the T virus, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's only—I mean, if you think about it, the T virus, like. It like fucking like you're like you're missing stuff on your face and like your body. Like I don't know, is it much of a cure at that point? But like the people that that get infected and and are doomed, oh, right? Sure, you know, like they the, have like an people. hour before they turn, like that sort yeah. of thing. Like yeah, I mean yeah, that makes sense. It's just yeah, I I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen in that moment either, and then I I just kind of figured like something that happened was going to happen. Just because we know what happens at the end of the game, where Raccoon City is just completely obliterated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if it hadn't been shot by him, I w- still assume that some other obstacle was going to happen where she wasn't able to get the cure to where it needed to be. Um. So yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, Resident Evil Three remake. I mean. Yeah. Briskly paced video game, a lot going on. Not perfect, but I, I think really great. Yeah, I think like I've said this when I originally beat the game, where it felt to me like like two and three should be played back to back, sort of thing, and to get like the full Raccoon City like experience. And then I was totally fine with it not being as long as two because two is like. You can beat the game in like six or seven hours, maybe eight, and then you have like another campaign, like a completely another perspective that you can play. So like you're getting your money's worth with two. And then like this game to me felt like this could have been DLC for sure. I mean, they're they sold it as sixty because they gave you a multiplayer mode. Um but like I was fine with paying that price anyways. Um yeah. just because I'm a Resident Evil fan. So it's like I was totally fine with the pace and I was totally fine with the length and because there's, there's already not enough time. Like I don't need, I don't need like 60 hours of gameplay and an open world to be like, Oh, I got my, you know, $60 worth of money because more than likely for a game, like what I just mentioned, I might not even finish it. Like, because there's just so much going on. There's so much to do where it does seem overwhelming 
where this is just a very streamlined, straight to the point experience where I can sit down and I beat it in eight hours in one day. And I was like, fine with it, you know? Yeah, it, it did not need to overstay its welcome. That, that's like the really, I think. Yeah. Like the thing with Nemesis and all that, like Nemesis did not have to be in so much of this game. Because, but like, like that's, that's so many people's criticism of this game is they keep saying, oh, it's so short. It's so short. It's like, oh, all this stuff has been cut out. And it, it just doesn't really make any sense to me where the, the thing that does actually make a little bit more sense to me is, oh, there are things that have been cut out and it, I do understand that the OG Resident Evil fans probably are upset about it, but as someone who didn't play the original, like I don't care. Yeah. Um, but it's it's it, easier yeah. for us to like see the value of what this is at, as it is because we don't have anything to compare. Exactly. It to. Exactly. Um, so you know, it's something to keep in mind. Like I, I think, just like you know, the the kind of feelings I, I have about Final Fantasy VII remake, like. To some extent, if if they're going to make big changes or or take things out, like you you will always be dissatisfied with with what's new, or or it won't always be exactly what you wanted it to be. Yeah. Um. And and Resident Evil Three, from what I understand, is a weird game in its own right. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's cool the way they went about yeah. it. I think in in the same way that a lot of people felt it about Resident Evil Two, I just think that this is another thing that will complement the original Resi- Resident Evil Three. You know that they can coexist. Yeah. Um, this is for the newer players yeah. that, that can't go back to old games and, and the old games are still there and they're still great. Yeah. It's, it's weird too, because I've seen, I've seen someone like put a petition online where it's like, remake the games again, but put them in like the old perspectives. And it's like, man, you are just asking for so much and I don't yeah. really understand why you can't just be happy that you had the original game, but now you have something that's different. I mean, like, like, uh, you know, you just mentioned Final Fantasy VII. Like, that's mm-hmm. a remake, and you're not technically getting the full game because the original game was, you know, whatever, all these different portions. You're only just getting the Midgar portion of the game. Yeah. But, like, they they drawed it out because they wanted to have a different experience. They wanted to tell that story differently. So, like, I guess I don't really see the problem with that. Whereas, like, with this, I still feel the same way. Like, I don't see the problem with it being told a different way. It's not going to be the same game. And, like, I'm fine with that. And to your point, you said just a few minutes ago, it, we have no context because we didn't play the original game. So we're okay with it. Yeah, it's easier for us. Yeah. Um, so I, I won't discredit anybody listening. It's like, no, like, you, yeah, you don't yeah, understand. Same. Like, I, I, I totally get it. And, like yeah. I said, I. I have similar feelings about Final Fantasy VII Remake, and that's where one of those things where I am a purist, and I, I did play the original, and I do care a lot. Um, so I do get it. I empathize. So you, uh, yeah, you have you you know both sides of like the coin. Exactly. Much. So, but but you know, for me as a as a new like a Mayweather Resident Evil fan that has now played gotten the chance the opportunity to play almost all the games, save for the first one. Yeah. Um, and and Code Veronica and Zero, which I might I might play those games. I might not. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought this was great, man. Like I, I'm I yeah. again being able to be surprised, being able to to really fall for Jill as a character and and really understand why so many people love her, um and and all that. Yeah. Uh, I think is is cool. So yeah, it's it's nice because I still haven't played the very first game either, and. I, the only context I really have of Jill is like I know who she was bef- 
before ever seeing her in any, you know, like, oh, that's Jill Valentine. Like, she's from Resident Evil. Okay. Like, I've played Capcom, like, fighting games before, and she's a character in, like, a couple of those games. So, like, I know who that character or where she's from. And then, like, the other exposure I've had to her is in 5. It's like, okay, well, she's not really much of a character in that game because she's, like, mind control the whole time. Spoilers, like... I'm she's assuming, in the DLC, but... Yeah, and it's like I'm assuming you've <laughs> already played that game. Yeah. Um but, like, to have her fleshed out and have her be in the spotlight for this game was really nice because it, it, I, I enjoy, like, a strong female character that can hold her own and that's interesting and has ups and downs throughout the whole game. And, like, and, a personality, you know? Yeah. And, like, there's, all, there's so many games that have, like, strong female characters now. And yeah, it was just best. nice... Yeah, it's great. It, and it was just nice to have, like, she's not a damsel in distress. She's just in this spot that she does not want to be in. And then she just knows that she, like, has to deal with it. And, like, that's all. It the, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Like, it could be a guy character, it could be a girl, girl character. But, like, I'm just glad it was her because it was just, like, yeah, she it's was just cool done so to, well as a she's character. Like, yeah, she's like she's been through this before and she's the character that needs to be like the main focus of this game. And I appreciated that. And like this is my Jill. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll play the first game eventually at some point. And like I've played five and like I literally just mentioned like two minutes ago, she's really blonde not, Jill. Yeah. Yeah, she's really just kind of there. But like this is my Jill that I will always reference, like whenever I think of like Resident Evil, is like Resident Evil Three's remake yeah, Jill. So. With this and and Claire especially, like it really makes me hope that these remakes will help them carry these characters back into Resident yeah. Evil as a franchise. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah, I mean, like, well, here's an interesting question: How do you do? You think that with Resident Evil Seven, like obviously, you know, we play as Ethan Winters. And do you think they, there was ever the discussion of, you know, we have so many characters within this whole universe. Like, what's the point of bringing in a new character? But then when you really think about it, it's like, well, we're, you know, we had six where, like, pretty much every Resident Evil character was, like, in that game. And then, okay, so we're going to do seven. It's going to be different. It's going to be a different character. So, like, to bring another past character into that particular role is kind of like, well, we've already seen this before. Like, this isn't really interesting. Is like they they have you got your Chris campaign, your Leon campaign, Sherry campaign, and Ada campaign, right? Mm-hmm. But then they all have companion characters that are all new. Okay, and they, and they all suck. Uh, yeah. You know, like uh, Chris has like this other soldier guy who, like, I don't even know who he is. Uh, uh, Leon has this secretary girl for the BSAA, but he's like talking. I don't know if he's talking to Claire or Jill. I don't know which of them. He's like talking to like another major Resident Evil character throughout most of that, and it's like, why aren't you just there? Yeah. Um, and then I don't know who Ada's with, uh, and then Sherry's with the the Wesker kid. Who I don't fucking don't get me like, started on that guy. Yeah, it's like Albert Wesker is like son or whatever. Yeah, um, and it's like, okay, we have these characters that we care about, but they also don't look or sound anything like they do. Mm-hmm. And they're with these other characters that just are like kind of like stereotypical companion characters for their er- archetype. Yeah. They all suck. So I think like Seven really needed... Seven needed to be a reboot, 
and then they went as far along that path as they were going to go. Yeah. Um, because you look at this Resident Evil 7 logo, and it's just Resident Evil, right? It, it is very clearly a soft reboot. Um, and I think having a new character, having a new story, like this is about some guy trying to find his wife, right? Like they were really trying to ground it in traditional horror roots and make and a horror it game. So well, and yeah. it works so well. Like it's the Bayou. It's a man looking for his wife. It's new characters. It's it's a different kind of bioweapon that we haven't really seen before. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Like I, I everything in seven makes a lot of sense and works totally fine. And then having yeah. Redfield show up at the end, having Chris there just as like a kind of cameo to tie things back together, back to Umbrella, back to a world where this happens a lot is perfect. It's it's exactly yeah. what they needed to do. So I'm interested to see like if you look at seven, it is technically like a soft reboot almost in a way yes. like, Oh, let's get back to, let's get back to like survival horror. And I would love them to be like next game. Let's slowly bring back in all these characters that you do know of. And, but let's like, let's not have it be too overbearing where no, you're bringing a couple in, characters like, at a time. You know, you got Chris, you got Jill, you got Claire and Leon. Like you have four characters right there and you don't even have to put all of them in that game. And you could reference all of them in that game, but you mm-hmm. could have, I'm sure Chris will be a part of it. Yeah. You could just have Chris and I'd be totally fine with it. And then yeah, the Resident or, Evil 9 could be fucking like Jill and Chris again. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Or like weird. play as Ethan because he's like the new guy. And yeah. so playing as him is going to feel the scariest and be the most tense if they still want to have those games be like that, which I think they do at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then have his team that he's a part of be the, the Chris, the, the Claire and Leon and Jill. Like have it be like they're talking to him over comms or he's meeting them and they're helping him make new items right like if you look at stuff like survival horror games like the evil within 2 like you can make these big broad open world-esque survival horror games where you go to characters and they have quest givers and stuff like that and they could be these characters um and and you could have them like be there and be great but there you don't play them so that's why you don't feel overpowered you know like Mm -hmm. there's a way to do this where you respect the fiction of those characters and also have new characters and stuff like that yeah, I don't know. I like. I'd totally be cool with them. Like, I am pissed now that I've seen the cool, the full, you know, pantheon of Resident Evil games, and we have never gotten a Jill Claire game. Like, what? You know, <laughs> like we've got. I feel like the the Revelations two kind of has that a little bit, but like, well, uh, isn't Revelations one like Claire and Revelations two is Jill? It's the reverse. Revelations okay. one is Jill, two is Claire. Okay. Um. And and so we get a little bit of that, but Claire, Claire is like with uh, many other allies. Um, I just like Jill and Claire feel like they would be so much fun together, having played two and three back to back now. And I would love to see that. I would kill yeah. to see that. It'd be an interesting dynamic just to have those two characters. And they, I mean, they're, like they're both yeah. so close with Chris is the thing. Like it would be so fun. Yeah, that that would be fun too. I mean, like you've seen clips of the like animated resident evil movies like there's a whole portion of a one of those movies where like leon and chris are hanging out they're yeah just man fuck, they're just give us that up game zombies. give us like, the leon chris game yeah like how fun would that be boys and girls like that'd be i'm totally down for something like that so i'm interested to see how eight pans out like it's definitely gonna be ethan i have a feeling but like i would love it to to be like 
If Chris is maybe Chris is with you, and then Jill's like talking to you, but then like maybe she shows up at the end of the game, and then even like, if maybe, it's like Ethan yeah. and Mia, and they're trying to basically make a new Jill and Chris, like I'd be interested in that. I, I I'd I'd see where they go with that, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. I I don't know, but overall with this game, like I said before, I'm really glad that they focused on Jill. I mean, that's what the original game did, but I'm glad that they. I'm glad that they provided a character that's memorable, that's interesting, that is a badass, and just kind of like all of the above sort of thing. Yeah, totally. Because um, like I, there was just there are some video games that you play and you're like, man, this character is just like not enjoyable, or like, yeah, just, man, like I just do not connect with this character. That's like, how I felt all. about um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I feel like I, mean, uh, I like Cal in that game, but like he's just <laughs> there's just not a lot to him, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, the thing about that game, they could have had anyone. <laughs> like, yeah, they could have had literally, literally any. It could have been any. It could have been an alien. Like, I totally would have been cool. But it could have been the same there. actor. Could have been the same actor, and he could have played an alien. Yeah. Like, uh, something interesting, you know? Yeah, something but, mix it up. Yeah, I'm just glad that she, she didn't feel like a carbon copy of something else, at least for me. And yeah, me too. Maybe it's because I haven't played a lot of games with, like, like we've had the Tomb Raider games, right? Like Laura in those games is she is she's badass, she's, you know, whatever, she's capable. resilient and capable and all that stuff, but her character to me has never really captured. Like it hasn't really been like, "Oh, I want to learn more about your backstory and like kind of what what kind of things have you been through?" And like, well, like those games are literally about what she goes through is cuz she's like a treasure hunter, like whatever. But, like, with Jill, it just seems more interesting because it's like, oh, I've been put in this situation before and I'm not asking for it. Um, and, but with Laura, 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 Laura. Um, it is like, oh, like, she is an adventure seeker or, you know. Well, the first game is, yeah, the rebooted game is a little bit different. But, yeah, and I don't know. Just happy we got Jill. That's yeah, all. me too. Jill's a great character. Love her. Um, that's gonna that's gonna do it for us uh, for Raccoon City Radio. Resident Evil Three, a fun game, fun uh, game, good time. Very if you, fun. If you if you've listened to this and you just do not care about spoilers at all, and like you're on the fence, it's still about worth a play. Game, I think it's totally worth a play. I mean, if if money is tight right now, you know, I, it is for a lot of people. Wait for a sale, like it's coming, like for sure. And yeah, it's it's a fun game to you could beat over a day or a couple days and it's it's just a fun experience especially for people who love zombies people who love action survival horror people who love resident evil 2 remake or just resident evil in general like it's it's worth a play and i you know it's a solid like 7.58 for me it's a yeah good, i would, I would it's give a this good an 8.5 game. probably yeah, like it's a good game. Like there's, it's worth a play. Maybe so. It's a little short, but um, that's uh, that's gonna wrap it up for us. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would say the next episode of Raccoon City Radio season two will probably not be just regularly released. Um, we'll figure it out and we'll we'll keep you all uh, posted on Twitter at Alfighter Twenty Seven is where you can find out what I'm talking about. At Papa Drew Bear is where you can find out what Andrew's talking about. Um, we'll give you updates on when the the next episode will be out and and when the last episode will be out, whenever that is. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I, I'm aiming everybody... for a couple more. Sorry to cut you off there. I'm oh, aiming for 
a couple of interviews with some yeah. people that are fans of the game that have played the remake that sort of thing and so it's just i have to nail that down and get them recorded hopefully and yeah i mean yeah yeah totally we'll, we'll get there it's one or two maybe three episodes as well i, I have a i have a couple ideas but yeah um, uh, regardless, follow us to, to find out more. Follow Irrational Passions. Uh, IrrationalPassions.com is the website. Uh, Irrational Passions on Twitch and YouTube. And at IrrationalPod on Twitter uh, for all the good stuff. I host Irrational Passions podcast, for example, uh, live every Saturday night, uh, 7 Eastern time, and up every Tuesday morning on your podcast service of choice. So uh, that's it. That's the show. Um, any last Resident Evil 3 recap thoughts, Andrew? I think I've I think you've all have heard me probably ramble on more than I should the whole entire time but yeah man Resident Evil just good times that's all I got to say good times I love me some survival horror I love me some zombies yeah Resident Evil's sick as hell sick um thanks everybody so much also for the support uh this show always gets a, a great helping of support and i am I always consider it very sweet I'm I'm glad people like hearing us talk about Resident Evil this was a good one also this was a good episode. Good, was a good philosophical RE Raccoon City thoughts. Um, yes. Which I like. Um, but yes. thank you all again so much for listening. We love you all very much. I love you very much. Uh, and I love you, Andrew, very much. Have a good love one, you Andrew. You all, good night. Stay safe and stay alive. 